0: Good morning everyone. Today's Dharma Espresso is about four stages of mastery. I've been asked before, dear master, how come you don't expound on the sutras exactly as you heard and read? Why do you talk about life stories, explain Journey to the West, and all sorts of other anecdotes? Why don't you just explain the sutras just like a Dharma master? I think that's a very good question to ask, and so I'll explain it to all of you. In the process of learning the Dharma, we have to go through following four stages which only apply to learning the sutras. It's not about the development of psychology, physiology, physics, sociology, or spirituality. The first stage is sutra mastery. The first stage is learning to understand thoroughly the meanings of the sutras from literal to figurative meanings. Learn each sutra clearly. From the short ones, such as the Eight Great Awakening Sutra, to the longer sutras, such as the Sutra of Forty Two Chapters, to great Mahayana sutras, such as the Shurangama Sutra, the Lotus Sutra, and so on. We also have to learn Theravada sutras, such as the Diga Nikaya, or the Long Discourses. It takes about two to five years to learn, understand, and absorb the sutra teachings and philosophies. Sometimes a monk might have to spend the first five years to internalize them, reaching the mastery level, remembering all important teachings, such as the four noble truths, the four right efforts, the four fearlessnesses, the four supernatural powers, and so on, and knowing all the indices in Buddhism. This is the stage of mastery, absorbing everything, gathering the knowledge and wisdom that the patriarchs have passed down, In this stage, we have to internalize the subjects and the culture of the sutras we learn. If we focus on studying and learning the Dharma from other masters, it can take five years. This stage is very important because we see through the sutras, change the map in our brain, make paradigm shifts, and change our views. After the stage of mastery, we discover there are people who always quote, form is emptiness and emptiness is form. And they can profoundly discuss sutras like the shurangama Sutra, the Lotus Sutra, and they expound on the sutras very well. But we can see clearly that their lives are miserable. They don't get along with their wives or husbands or families. They don't have good or steady jobs, resulting in all kinds of conflicts. However, they are still fluent and excellent in teaching the Dharma. The second stage is Phenomena Mastery. After a period of time, if the practitioners use the Dharma teachings to view life, they will gradually identify the cause, the effect, and the condition. This condition brings about that result. The map in their brain is slowly overlaid by a different reality, in which they see with a new perspective, like the view of the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. From there, they reach the level of Phenomena Mastery. Phenomena are events and happenings. They don't do things because they know that they will be against the law of cause and effect. They follow that the Buddha said, not to do bad things and to do more good deeds, good things, such as giving, keeping precepts, and so on. Phenomena mastery is very important. Making practitioners change their lives. Those changes are not drastic, since their knowledge is still limited. They don't see most things around them, it's easy for them to see others' problems, not their own. That's because they have not mastered their ego and their mind. It's easy to talk about other people's stories and phenomena, but not their own. Thus, they cannot change their fate. Sutra fluency, called eloquence mastery by the sixth patriarch, Hueneng, refers to Dharma teachers who lecture well. Phenomena mastery is for teachers who see things happening and advise others according to the Dharma, but they cannot see their own blind spots. Like us, they need to focus more, even though they are better and more knowledgeable about many things happening in the outside world. The third stage is thorough mastery. This third stage is unique. It's when we look inside ourselves and we can see all our schemas and feelings. It's when we know the path, the course of action to follow, and the way we should develop. We know clearly our true face, blind spots, and darkness. We know how to correct them and to improve ourselves. Then we can look outside and recognize the blind spots and darkness in others. Our insight will be very thorough, and we can move from principles to theories to phenomena and back. What does it mean to move from principles to phenomena? It means that once we've absorbed the Buddhist philosophy, we can think things through from our own experience and reasoning, not from the sutras anymore. The first stage of sutra mastery is when we understand all the Buddhist teachings. The second stage is when we see things but not from our own mind and heart since we still have many internal blind spots and shadows. The third stage is when we see through all internal blind spots and limitations. Our mind is clear so we can see outside phenomena. Then we look at them from the Buddhist philosophy and back to our own mind, and recognize our feelings. This is the level of thorough mastery. From sutras to mundane phenomena, we return to the Dharma and to our feelings. This third stage includes not only insights, but also deep feelings. Therefore, we can change our lives. This character is called Flying Dragon in the Heavens, in I Ching, the Book of Changes, because he knows the will of heaven knows his own fate, and can change and find his own path to change himself. If we can move from the first stage to the third stage, it is a very noble ideal, since we can change our own destiny. We would know what we should not do in spite of pressure or urges from other people, because we can see clearly that doing it will unsettle our mind. We would know the clarity of our mind and can see our life from a different perspective. We would feel that our life is developing spiritually and transcending infinitely. Thorough mastery is a special stage enabling us to know our supervision. We don't live to do what others want us to do or to get fame or profit. We realize that having a vast knowledge is not enough. We also need to have a heart. In the sutra mastery stage we understand it with our brain In the phenomenon mastery stage, from interacting in life, our brain begins to be in tune with our heart. In the third stage, we develop intuition, understand it, and let it guide us. But our intuition is not fully developed until we elevate our level of consciousness to be more altruistic, to live more for others. If we see the truth clearly, but still cannot make sacrifices for others, we're still stuck. Teachers in the thorough mastery stage may not be doing much for society. They may stay home to read the sutras. When they engage with the world, they are very knowledgeable about the theories, very fluent and gentle. They can see life through their dharma eyes and their heart feelings. But they may be hesitant without sacrificing their lives to do other things like sweeping the temple on a regular basis. Why is this? It's because their view is too high, way above others. They can easily see others' blind spots and weaknesses. They're not arrogant, but their level of vision is too high. The fourth stage is the supernatural power mastery. In this stage, practitioners are not arrogant, but they share their superiority and lofty views with the community and the public. They work like everybody else. They keep a low profile, covering their brightness and nourishing it in darkness. They integrate themselves with everybody. They bring light to their groups to create a culture, an organizing method, a lifestyle that everyone follows. In doing so, they begin to move from sutra mastery to phenomena mastery and on to thorough mastery. When they know how to build a collective, how to change a culture and help many others transcend, Instead of transcending themselves only, they have achieved the mental capacity of a bodhisattva. They have achieved the supernatural power level. They are supernatural because they're not stuck in their egos. At certain times in their life, you will feel that you will need a peaceful place. You want to retreat to a quiet place. And that's because you're still stuck in the thorough mastery stage, transcending worldliness not paying any more attention to life matters, seeing filth and corruption in the mundane world, and dishonesty and untrustworthiness in people. Supernatural power is the highest ideal for those who transcend worldliness and engage with the world. Only the Bodhisattva path can lead us to the supernatural power stage. That means we can build culture for everyone to change and build organizations for members to change their frames of mind and their mentalities. These are organizations for voluntary services, saving lives, heart opening, and changing people's ways and outlooks, hourly and daily. In life, many people compete for high positions. That's fine, but once they hold high position, do they have the ability for supernatural power, the ability to change cultures and lifestyles, these are things we should be concerned about for future generations. We want to train bodhisattva leaders. We don't want our lives and associations and in society to deteriorate more and more daily. Therefore, don't think the Dharma teaching can be done one way, which is to expound on the sutras fluently. We should think that we need Dharma teachers to explain how to apply Buddha's teachings and how we can use those applications to better understand life to reach Phenomena Mastery. We need teachers to guide us from principles to phenomena and back. They speak from their hearts to change lives. From life, they look back to change their hearts. Finally, we need the support of people with supernatural power, those who can communicate and change communities and cultures for the better. Cultivators of Buddhism constantly evolve and change. We should always have high hopes for these people and support them to try harder. Why? Because that is the vision of the supernatural power. Thank you for listening. Today's Dharma Espresso is the longest. I hope you enjoyed it and stayed awake.